Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. You can email the show directly, knowitallfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, what a week we had in the NFL. Several points were scored. I mean, this was just incredible. In the League of Goons, we had three teams score over 180 points. And um, I was one of them, and uh, yeah, I lost. So it was one of those kind of weeks. Um, Yep, I lost to Jeff Silverman, who has uh, quite the squad, actually, breathing down my neck as I sit barely at number one overall, trying to fight for that bye week. And uh, yeah, I was a little disgruntled, to be uh, 100% honest, but hey. It is what it is. You can't ask for more than to score 180 points. He just had the better squad this week off the charts performances by his entire team. So kudos to you, Jeff. Nice job. And I move on this week uh, to my next matchup. Today we're going to talk about the long list of injury concerns that could affect your rosters along with bye week replacements as the bye weeks are here. So it's important that you have good enough personnel on your team so that your lineup will continue to be successful. And we'll talk about ways to do that. I'll give you a list of streamers, a handful of guys that you can scoop up now to stay ahead of waivers for week seven. So we have a lot to talk about today. But before we get into any of that, I want to remind everyone that the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast is a proud member of the Skull King Podcasting Network. Make sure you check out www.skullkingsports.com for coverage on all major sports, collegiate athletics, auto racing, boxing, MMA fighting, and much, much more. There is also a full PPR section there with rankings and tools that will help you to continue to be successful. Remember, everyone, that's www.skullkingsports.com. All right, let's hop into the injuries then, and we'll start with Rob Gronkowski, who will miss tonight's game, still recovering from a rib injury, and there's no real timeline on when he'll return. It doesn't sound like he is a shoe-in for uh, their Week 7 game either. So just keep your eye on that if you have Gronkowski. He has not been placed on IR, which is curious for me, but uh, he is somebody that was off to a, uh, a very good start. Also for tonight's game, Dallas Goddard is not expected to play. He's in the... Um, COVID protocol for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So Zach Ertz is somebody that we'll talk about later on for that contest. Joe Mixon returned to practice, and while he's still limited, I expect him to play this week. And uh, Samaj P. Ryan is in the COVID protocol, and assuming that he passes, you know, he has his two uh, negative tests within the 24-hour period as per league protocol. He should be in the lineup. If he is not, Mixon could be in line for a full workload out of the backfield. Sure, Chris Evans is there, but I don't know how much he's really going to factor into it. CMC, Christian McCaffrey, practicing in a limited capacity. That is music to the ears of his owner. And according to Matt Rule, McCaffrey is a 50-50 shot for Sunday. Chuba Hubbard, of course, would be the guy if uh, McCaffrey is not ready to go. Dalvin Cook has returned to practice as Alexander Madison has become questionable. 
for the contest. So if Cook practices all week, expect him to go. If you're relying on Madison, he should go back to your bench if Cook is, in fact, active. Tyreek Hill has a quad injury. Uh, He missed practice, but uh, it is not thought to be very serious. Mike Williams missed practice with a knee injury. I'm not yet concerned about Williams. This could just be... Uh, precautionary as he did have 16 targets in the contest last week. Obviously, Williams is a must-start if he is healthy. Allen Robinson, far from a must-start, even if he's healthy, has an ankle ailment. So keep your eye on that if he has become a flex for you. Hopefully your team is strong enough through the waiver wire and other pickups that Robinson can be on your bench. However, if you're forced to start him, watch for his availability. Curtis Samuel groin injury still not practicing honestly guys and we'll talk more about this on saturday when we talk about droppable guys curtis samuel is not somebody that you should be starting and honestly not even rostering his teammate though antonio gibson has a shin injury but he looks to be playing through it and he looked pretty good this past week his workload will be tempered by that i guess but you're starting gibson if you have him Devontae parker has a hamstring injury I don't know. He's questionable this week against Jacksonville. I, I'm of the opinion that he is not going to play in this contest. We'll have to see about that. Damian Harris has a rib injury, and while he seemed to have avoided a major injury here, he did have a costly fumble, which was the second of the season, on the goal line. You guys all know what that could mean in the land of the Patriots. He could find the bench really, really fast. And we'll talk more about that when we talk about guys coming up. Aaron Jones, limited with an ankle injury. He's expected to play. Make sure that you have a backup plan in place just in case you're relying on him. Chris Carson is expected to return to practice today. However, he does have an ongoing neck issue. And thoughts are that while he might play this weekend... I don't know if I would be comfortable starting him. A neck injury, and it's chronic according to the team, that's IR material. It has it written all over it. Now, I don't know the extent. I'm not a doctor. But if you can, and you're the Carson owner, and you can grab Alex Collins if you haven't already done so, and he's available, that might be a good idea. Melvin Gordon missed practice with a leg issue. He's expected to play, but we're going to keep our eyes on this. It could be uh, Javante Williams' time in the Mile High City. Daniel Jones still not practicing. He's in the concussion protocol after taking a vicious hit against the Cowboys last Sunday. Uh, Jones is a guy that if he's right and he's ready to play, he's not necessarily a must-start, but he certainly makes a great streaming option and certainly a great quarterback, too, if you need a replacement for bye weeks. Kenny Galladay expected to be out again, this time with a hyperextended knee. We'll talk more about him on Saturday as well. Kadarius Toney is expected to play this weekend, even though he was nursing an ankle injury. Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard both expected to return. It'll be interesting to see what Mike Glennon can do if he starts this week with the the trio of wide receivers there. Now, Tua's back at practice for the Miami Dolphins. He could be in line to start this week, although we need to wait on that. I don't think you're trotting him out there unless you are desperate or in a very, very deep league. If you have him, however, definitely hang on to him as he will be an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett. And uh, the sooner he can get back in that lineup for the Dolphins, the better off these other players are going to be. Now, I mentioned bye weeks. 
So this week, we have the Saints, Falcons, Jets, and 49ers all off. So make sure you plan accordingly if you have any of those key players. Um, Obviously, if you're a Debo Samuel guy, you're going to need to get another wide receiver in there. And um, the Falcons, of course, will be uh, not playing, so you don't have to worry about Ridley or the running back core there. Hopefully, you're not starting any Jets not named Corey Davis. And the Saints, of course, you have Kamara and maybe a bunch of guys that you're not starting. Either way... Make sure you plan accordingly and have a a solid lineup in there to continue your success. The first streamer I do want to talk about at quarterback is Taylor Heineke against the Chiefs. If you take last week's bad performance out of the equation, Heineke has given you no less than 23 fantasy points and has thrown multiple TDs in all other uh, the three games that he started for the Washington football team. He doesn't look great. But in a matchup where Washington is going to need to put up points, look for Heineke to have a decent week, if not a really good week, throwing the ball against this bad Chiefs defense. He is available in over 75% of ESPN leagues. I'm sure it's very similar in CBS, NFL.com, and Yahoo leagues as well, or if you play on Sleeper. So make sure you just check out your league and see if he is available if you are uh, dependent on starting a quarterback here. Tight end, Zach Ertz. Now, hopefully you guys listen to this one on time. If you are in need of a tight end, this could be the way to go, especially for a streamer. In the last three games, Ertz has garnered 11 catches on 21 targets, and that's with Dallas Goddard in the lineup. Goddard, as I mentioned, is on the reserve COVID list and may not be cleared to play. In fact, I don't expect him to play tonight against Tampa Bay. Ertz should be, at worst, the second option in this passing game for the Eagles, and they figure to be chasing points against Brady and company, so look for Ertz to maybe find the end zone, certainly get six to eight targets, and you could get a lot worse from the uh, tight end position. So if Ertz is available, and he was in the League of Goons, and I, I grabbed him as Hawkinson, my starting tight end is questionable. I don't want to be caught without a tight end on Sunday, so I'm going to stream Zach Ertz tonight. Keep my fingers crossed and hope for the best. We'll see how that works out. Uh, the Bucks have given up a TD against opposing tight ends in three straight games. That factored into uh, into my projections, and it figured into my picking him up. Ertz is only rostered in 30% of ESPN leagues as of this morning, so grab him if you need him, and he could provide value throughout the rest of the season as well, depending on what goes on with Goddard. Now, clearly, COVID-19, he should be back. at the. If he doesn't play tonight, he should be ready for Week 7, but just keep your eye on it anyway. Ramondre Stevenson. I, I wouldn't normally be high on Stevenson, but I like him as a player, and Damian Harris is by no means a lock to suit up on Sunday. He has a rib injury that maybe could keep him sidelined, but you throw in the fact that he had that fumble that I mentioned on the goal line, his second uh, of the year, Harris hasn't done nearly enough to keep himself out of Bill Belichick's doghouse. If he is inactive, Stevenson makes a great streaming option for those who need running backs. Obviously, if Harris is active, it's a crapshoot and a scary one at best. But just keep your eye on Harris and uh, his whether he's active or inactive. For the Dolphins, Preston Williams uh, makes an interesting streaming option. Will Fuller, of course, on IR. 
Devontae Parker doesn't look like he's going to play Sunday, as I mentioned. He might, but he could be limited. That leaves Williams and Waddle as the top two options in Miami's passing attack. Yes, there is the uh, Mike Isicki. Uh, situation there, but if Tua plays, he hasn't really targeted Gesicki, and that means more opportunities downfield. Williams looked pretty good last Sunday. He didn't light the world on fire, but he is certainly somebody that if you need a wide receiver in against Jacksonville, makes a solid play. Speaking of the Dolphins, their DST is solid, and it faces a Jacksonville team that poses a great matchup. Certainly, they're available in a, a lot of leagues out there. I picked them up and I'm starting them this week against the Jags. You can do so as well if you need a bye week replacement. Maybe you have the 49ers or Saints defense. Um, You probably do not have the Falcons or the Jets. But either way, the Dolphins make a great streaming option this week. For those of you who run a business, you most likely have an outdated website set up if you even have one running at all. That's where the folks at Bove Design come into play. They have all the tools that you need to set your business up for success. You can find samples of their custom work on Instagram at bove.design. That's B-O-V-E dot design. Whether it's a new site from scratch, upgrades to an older website, or custom artwork such as banners or logos. Bove Design They've got you covered in all of that. So make sure you hit Rob the Owner up on Instagram at bove.design and see what they can do to make your business a success. That's B-O-V-E dot design. Now before we get into getting a leg up on the waiver wire, I want to make sure I bring home the point that you should always, especially during bye weeks, check the waiver wire after waivers have cleared to see who might have been dropped in your league. There are several teams that are going to be on by over the next several weeks, and some fantasy managers might be forced to drop some guys that would normally be at least high-end bench uh, guys on their team, and they could have potential for you rest of season. I've done this in the in the past. I've mentioned it on the show. Devontae Freeman carried me to a, a championship. Russell Wilson, has he catapulted me to a championship game. Um, I actually won the championship the year I had Wilson because somebody had to drop him. They didn't want to roster two quarterbacks. It was a bye week. I grabbed him and ran with it. So there can always be somebody that might surprise you. It's worth looking into um, before you uh, before you head into the weekend. Never sleep on it, guys. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday when you could grab guys for free and you don't have to wait for waivers to clear and you don't have to burn a priority. Clearly, if you're in a a fab league, then you have to at least uh, make a bid, but the bids might be lower when waivers have cleared. So just keep an eye on it. Trust me, you'll find gold there every once in a while. The first guy I want to talk about here, though, on uh, to get yourself ahead of the game is Amonra St. Brown. 6.5% owned. He has quietly emerged as the number one wide receiver in Detroit. Tyrell Williams is not even close to returning. And Quintez Cephas is also out. So St. Brown, who has gotten 16 targets over the past two games, should continue, continue to see plenty of chances here as the wide receiver one for Detroit, who honestly figures to be throwing the ball quite a bit as they will be trailing, I would think, in most of their games. 
Khalil Herbert is another interesting name. In case you didn't notice, he had 18 rushes for 75 yards last week for the Bears. Now, there's a few things to talk about here. One, this could very well have been uh, game script dependent as the Bears were ahead for the entire game and most of his production came in the second half. But he's only rostered in 13.3% of leagues and Damian Williams is kind of limited at practice. Um, I didn't mention him in the injuries because he's expected to play, but he did get that thigh injury uh, or the quad injury, excuse me, in uh, in relief of David Montgomery a few weeks back. So if Williams misses time, Herbert could see an uptick in touches. We don't know exactly when David Montgomery is coming back, but Herbert could be a godsend to running back needy teams as you head into the thick of the season. With bye weeks here, Herbert is definitely fringe flex territory. But again, if Williams misses time, he is a locked and loaded running back too on your team. Now, for some reason or another, A.J. Dillon is owned in only 58% of ESPN leagues. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Sure, there are six and eight team leagues. Why there are, I couldn't tell you, but there are. So the smaller leagues are, are a part of that. But either way, if you are the Aaron Jones owner, I don't know what you're doing if you are in one of these leagues and you do not have A.J. Dillon on your team. Maybe the bench is small. I get it. But now is not the time to mess around with fringe wide receivers get a guy that you know is going to be the backup to a superstar running back who is limited with an ankle injury if he gets a high ankle sprain and he's out two to four weeks or maybe longer dylan is a must start wide uh, running back one for you so you definitely need to you need to he needs to be rostered is basically what i'm saying here i wish i had him in the league where i do roster jones it would be nice to have that comfort level but alas, he is gone. Um, he seems to have slid nicely into the Jamal Williams role in Green Bay. Matt LaFleur has stated multiple times that he wants Dylan more involved in the passing game. We saw that this week. And like I mentioned before, with Jones hobbled with the ankle issue, Dylan has every week flex appeal. And again, the chance to be a solid running back one if Jones does, in fact, miss time. Another guy who was left for dead, really, is David Njoku. It's hard to trust anybody in the passing game for the Browns. I get it. But it's also hard to dismiss a performance like the one Njoku had last week. Seven catches, 149 yards, and a score. Now, that was a high-scoring game. You're not going to see that every week. But if you need a tight end, a guy getting seven targets in the passing game where there really isn't anybody else, Odell Beckham Jr. is doing nothing. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I'm really not sold on. And Rashard Higgins, we know who he is at this point. Yeah, Kareem Hunt is there, and, and the offense is going to run through Chubb and Hunt. There's no question about it. But Njoku does have value at the tight end position. I've always liked him as an athlete, and Cleveland is a dink-and-dunk offense, so it suits his play style. He's only owned in 9% of leagues, and if he has another game like he just had, then that will put him firmly on the waiver wire next week. So if you stream tight ends or happen to be stuck with a hot mess at the position, take a shot now for free on Njoku. Well, guys, that's going to wrap things up today, and um, I want to thank you, of course, for checking out the program. I couldn't be more honored or flattered that you do so. Uh, I do want to finish up talking about a tweet from a colleague of mine, Casey Kasem. And yes, you might 
that name might ring a bell to some of you old timers, but it, it's spelled with a K. It's K A S E Y, K A S E M, and what she does. She's an analyst, and she has a podcast. She also writes for the Fantasy Footballers, and she posed a, a nice long message on Twitter regarding the work that we put into our podcasts and the research that we do, and we do this for the listener. If I am able to help anybody in a given week, no matter how few people it is, then I am happy to do it. And I've seen an uptick in listenership and the outreach and the questions that I get leading up to kickoff on Sunday is amazing. Please keep it up. I, again, couldn't be more flattered or honored that you do listen to the program. And if you have any questions for me specifically or anything that you would like to see me do um, differently or to better help you, please let me know. I will be happy to do it. So once again, guys. Thank you so, so much. I want to give kudos to Bove Design for the amazing logo, Matt Bacon for the color scheme and original concept, and of course, Kevin, Chris, and Temi for the amazing music that I use on the intro and the outro. You guys are all amazing, as are you guys listening, so keep up the good work. Continue to strive for excellence, not only in your fantasy leagues, but in life itself. And remember, this is a... An interesting world we live in. All we can do is navigate it and do the best we can. So make sure that you have all the tools necessary to dominate your competition. I will catch you guys on Saturday. Have a good rest of your week and enjoy your football tonight. See you guys. Never forget the day that I